everyone should be able to participate fully in society. But if you are going to do certain things, there are certain compromises that people need to make in certain positions. Now, if someone doesn't want to use preferred pronouns, they can use a person's name. But to specifically use the wrong pronouns to hurt someone, that's different. That's what we're talking about here. Milo Grant, a Burlington, Vermont city councilor, explaining why there need to be exceptions and compromises to free speech so that the city government can be fully inclusive to everybody. She's telling you that it's impossible for all citizens to have access to participate in government unless government restricts their free speech and unless government compels them to say things that they do not believe. Milo Grant is talking about this because one very disturbed woman has captured three weeks of city government time, volunteer time, and taxpayer dollars, all because she wants to force her colleagues to call her a special bespoke pronoun. And it's the story of how the disordered character of one person can monopolize the time and the resources of an entire local government. It's the story of an abuser in victim's clothing. And although this story is coming to you from Burlington, Vermont, this is not a local interest story. This is an example of the kind of thing that is going on in democratic and woke American cities around the country. We're giving you an inside view of the sausage making government that nobody really wants to see under ordinary circumstances. But we have to see this because what we're gonna show you tonight is the actual process by which the woke enact a Maoist takeover of an allegedly democratically governed American city. They are creating chaos to destroy the current system and any stability that it has so that they can rebuild it and run it in their image. This episode is also a perfect demonstration of the major faces of cluster B personality disorders, the tactics that such people use. It, it, the, our subject tonight really cycles through all four faces of cluster B. And as always, I can't actually diagnose anyone. I'm not a medical doctor, but I can tell you what I see. And I know that you will see it too. What you're going to see is the behavior that you would expect to see from a person with a broad-based cluster B personality disorder. So... From Great Leap Forward, Burlington, Vermont, I'm your facilitator, Joshua Slocum. Welcome to Disaffected. Let's take a listen. We've, uh, boy, <laughs> you should see the sausage making behind this episode, my good audience. Uh, complicated story. We have put it into chronological order. Um, and we're just going to take you through it step by step. So what we're going to listen to... Um, Actually, what we're going to look at first, we're going to, I'm going to introduce you to our subject. This is Lee Morrigan. 
Mrs. Lee Morgan. Do we have another one, Kevin? Do we have one after that? Yeah, and that's her um, uh, talking to the Burlington City Council. So we're, we're, we're introducing you to Mrs. Lee Morgan. She has been raising hell and blowing up the political process to service her ego in this city for years. She serves currently on the Parks Commission. And until she recently resigned, she was on what is called the Ward 7 Neighborhood Planning Association Steering Committee. Say thank you, Josh, for not making me memorize an acronym. <laughs> the Neighborhood Planning Associations here in Burlington are voluntary groups that meet and make recommendations to the city council about issues of concern to their actual physical neighborhoods. They're voluntary, they're uncompensated, and they're set up to give people a way to be of direct service to their community and their immediate neighborhood. Anyone who lives in a neighborhood can join a Neighborhood Planning Association, or NPA. They're members simply because they live there and they show up. That's how it works. In other words, they're just ordinary people who live down the street from you. These are not government bodies. They don't have legislative or rulemaking authority. Now, the city of Burlington is arguing that since the city government created these NPAs, Neighborhood Planning Associations, and because the city partially funds them, that the NPAs are therefore an extension of the government. The city government believes that it has the right to impose compelled speech practices on these voluntary associations and the people who are members of them. We do not believe that the city government has that legal right. And these compelled speech codes revolve around the use of preferred pronouns, as you'll see as the show goes on. And you'll see why I've already earned a demerit for calling them preferred rather than compulsory. But even if the neighborhood planning associations were clearly and uncontroversially a government body, the city government of Burlington still would not have the authority to compel speech from any citizen, any person. They don't have that authority. Um, it's a First Amendment violation. Regardless of whether the NPAs are in fact a government body, it is a First Amendment violation. Recently, Lee Morgan has thrown her hat into the ring as a candidate for Burlington City Council in the upcoming elections. The following clip is from a city council meeting two years ago where the council was debating whether to close down a homeless encampment. They decided, yes, in fact, that they would at the end of that. And um, Mrs. Lee Morrigan, as you'll see, had some objections. Six eyes, five nays, one absent. Okay, the appeal carries, and we will therefore not take up this item. Shame on you. Please, please stop it. Please, Lee, Lee, please stop. Lee, please stop. Lee, please stop. Lee, please stop. You don't have the decency. Lee, please stop. Lee, please stop. Lee, will you please stop? Lee, will you please stop? Lee, will you please allow us? No, these are Lee, will you please? Lee, will you please? For those of you listening, she's standing up. She's wildly gesticulating. Lee, will you please stop and let us continue with our meeting? 
Lee, will you point of order, up? President Tracy? May I? Councilor Mason. The, if, if the, will the mayor be addressing in his general comments an update on what the administration is doing and its plans between now and next please meeting stop. to address? To please address. allow Councillor Mason to continue. Please allow, please allow Councillor Mason. Councillor Mason. Is the administration at, Mason, is the admit point of order is or information is the administration intending during their general comments to provide an update in terms of in essence the second resolve clause which is you know what are the steps that are being taken what are changes that have happened in state policy and what can we do between now and our next meeting yes all set Councilor Mason yes thank you all right we will move on to our next item which is the which is a Please allow us to continue with our meeting. Please allow us to continue. Lee, thank you. Lee, please allow us to continue. Please allow us to. Lee, will you please? Lee, will you please? Lee, will you please allow us to continue with our meeting? Our next meeting, our next item is item 6.03. Please allow us to continue our meeting. Please allow us to continue our meeting. Please allow us to continue our meeting. I want to clue you into the game that's being played here that uh, the president of the city council at the time was a man named Max Tracy. It sounds, and it looks, I realize, like he's incredibly timid, that he is afraid to exercise his authority, um, and that he is an appeaser. He is only an appeaser because I suspect that Max Tracy appreciated Mrs. Lee Morgan's histrionic display. When there are other people speaking, he can be very direct and vicious. He has no problem banging his gavel to shut down somebody who disagrees with him. So don't think that you saw the character of Max Tracy uh, in this. That was a mistake that I made until I was schooled better. Um, and mind you, this was not the public comment period during the city council meeting. We've showed you public comment periods before. The council is excessively generous in the amount of time that it allots to the public. This was not that. That was already over. This was the actual deliberative uh, portion of the meeting. So you see, if you behave badly in a woke way, you may do whatever you like here in the city of Burlington. No one will stop you. If you disagree, you will be silenced. You'll see that later in this. All right. So what happened after this? Okay. That was two years ago. So that sets the stage. That gives you an idea of the kind of behavior and argumentation style of Lee Morgan. Let's bring you up to year 2023, just last month, October. We're going to listen to some audio. This is just audio um, from a steering committee meeting of one of these neighborhood planning associations that took place in October, uh, the first week of October. And the people we'll be hearing will be um, uh, NPA member Jeff Comstock, Olivia Taylor, and Lee Morgan. So 
Um, oh, by the way, the Olivia Taylor that you will hear, if you watched our episode on the Burlington City Council drafting a resolute, passing a resolution targeting Christopher Aaron Felker, Kevin Hurley, me, Bill Ochen, some other people who are involved in the stickering campaign. You will remember her as the woman who was very proud of being a, uh, a sticker scraper. She goes out and she takes down our transphobic stickers that are doing a harm to uh, folks. You know, the ones that say no one was born in the wrong body. That's Olivia Taylor. So um, this first audio clip we're going to give you um, has both Lee Morgan and Jeff Comstock, with whom she is in disagreement. That it seems like you are very invested in labeling my gender. Mm, no, I'm not. So you, if you're trying to assign a whole bunch of other motivation to that, um, that's misguided well, and completely outside um, my intention or my purpose. You refuse me, to use my pronouns. What so, it boils down me. to is you're not respecting them. You're not respecting. Now you're hearing a little bit, Taylor. It is incredibly uncomfortable. Person, and I really. Well, you aren't. Don't, We're no, saying I that you aren't. I don't care what your gender. You or, do though, no, because I, you're not no, using it correctly. No, if I'm using that out of habit. So be it, but has nothing to do with disrespect, okay? You're telling me you won't use my pronouns. That is you disrespect. You just said that my pronouns are they, them, and you are telling me that you will not use my pronouns. That is correct. That is what I'm that saying is because- That is disrespect. Well, I disagree because, as I said before, it's a very simple matter of I'm, I'm not disrespecting your gender choice or you as a person or any of that, but you do not get to dictate my language. Very good. I'm surprised, actually. You're telling me you won't use my pronouns. That is correct. Good job, Jeff. Really, I'm not being sarcastic. Good job. I'm actually surprised to hear that from anyone involved in Burlington government. Very good boundary setting. Let's listen to the next clip. This is all from the same meeting. Um, and we're going to hear so from Lee Morgan. So when I say, Jeff, my pronoun is they, them, and he says, oh, well, Lee has blah, 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 that does not feel like I'm being honored. That just feels like I'm still not going to call you they, them, which Jeff is being very clear he's not going to use my pronouns. So I don't feel respected. And it feels like, I mean, I just don't understand why your opinion about gender, which is what it, this is seeming like this is your reluctance to use my pronouns, why I have to absorb that. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> you, you see already, of course, how this is set up. Lee is a victim. She's a victim because other people have opinions about gender. No, actually, they don't. Other people recognize reality. They recognize reality. Not opinions about gender, reality. So this is the next one. But Jeff, you like insist on calling me a woman and our last, our last MPA meeting was really kind of, I, I feel like I've been very generous with 
correcting you and letting it slide when you insist on then repeating yourself and using Lee. But, I, you know, I was talking to our panel participant, having a lovely conversation, and then you, you throw out calling me a woman. And so I had to disengage from this conversation to assert with you that, no, in fact, I am not a woman. My pronouns are they, them. And you, you, I mean, I, I don't, I don't get what your motivation is for a year now asserting I'm a woman. And it makes me very uncomfortable that it seems like you are very invested in labeling my gender. Huh. I'm not a woman. Why do you have such big, wide hips then, Mrs. Lee Morgan? Everybody can see them. You know that, right? <laughs> Next one. Let's keep them rolling. I am non-binary. It is not a choice. I, I was born the way I am, and it is, no one would choose this life. This is a very, very hard life. And part of why I moved to Burlington is because my previous community was unsafe to just exist. And so I'm sorry that I... Don't, you're not sorry. I am not going to accept that I am going to have to settle for less yeah. than anyone else in this room because of your personal beliefs yeah. about gender. I don't it's a respect deserve thing. that. I don't, no one deserves that. And I am, I worked very hard to accept that I deserve the same things that everyone else at this table deserves. So if you are going to correctly gender everybody else, you should correctly gender me. Yeah. I don't deserve less than anyone else here. Notice the reversal. I'm sure many of you are, um, but especially if you're newer to disaffected, we talk a lot about the tactics that narcissistic people use uh, to, ba uh, to baffle other people. And the primary one is reversal, reversing the truth. Um, so should, I don't deserve any less. You should correctly gender me. You shouldn't let your personal opinions, your personal beliefs about gender get it. It's not Jeff Comstock's personal beliefs. Jeff Comstock lives in reality. It's Lee Morgan's personal and deranged, untrue beliefs. Reversal, right? It's not me, it's you. She says, I was born non-binary. Really? No one would choose this life. Oh yes, they would, a narcissist would. Absolutely, narcissists do it every day. Where do you think this came from? You, Mrs. Morgan, are choosing this fake life. Next one, please. We have non-binary and trans members of our community this is who Olivia do not Taylor. feel safe coming to this NPA because of this disrespect. And I think that you really need to look inside yourself and say, why am I being disrespectful? Because you were causing harm to someone that, who really wants to be here and be part of our community. I and I don't right. know why you're I creating right. that. I 
they don't feel safe coming. You're causing harm. I think you should look inside yourself. I, I'm sorry. I just, I, 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 I've, <laughs> I'm trying not to ham it up on this. It, it, it's really hard. But the, the theatricality of these people, I think, uh, should be apparent. I mean, you hear it in the tone. It's the tone of a disappointed kindergarten teacher which of course is the tone that so many people speak into other adults nowadays, but it's, it's um, well, it's the Burlington linguistic uniform. Next clip, please, Kevin. And especially when you're doing it in a public place, using the incorrect pronouns, you're allowing other people who don't know Lee yet to use the incorrect pronouns and to continue that disrespect and continue making them feel like shit. And I'd, I don't want to feel like shit at these meetings or NPA meetings. And if I was told that I was making you feel like shit, I would try to do something about that. And it hurts to hear that you don't care that you are making them feel shitty. And that that makes me, f I'm that makes me not want to be here. If you don't care how we all feel or how we're affected by the words and the things that you say, then why are we here? Are you going to do that to us as soon as, I don't know, I just, I feel really sad that this is not a welcoming place for people because of what you're choosing. If you feel like shit and you don't want to be there, why don't you go home, Olivia? Go home. Nobody needs this nonsense. Go back to your crib. You're making them feel like shit. It's really shitty. You're making them, you're making them, you're making them. You're hurting me. You're doing a harm. I'm a victim, 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 victim. Classic, classic narcissistic behavior. Reversal. Covert narcissism. This is a really good example of, when we talk about people who are fundamentally narcissistic in their personality, most of the general public thinks of the the braggart, the Donald Trump, the uh, the guy who is overtly boastful about his cars, the beautiful women he has, his muscles, whatever it is. That's only one face of, of, of a narcissistic personality. The other face, and I would argue the more prominent and more numerous face adopted by women in society today, not exclusively, but mainly, it's a female tactic, is the covert narcissist, the one who pretends to be a loving mother a loving mother hen, and who's who's constantly disappointed by all the hurt that her little chicks are doing to her because they're not recognizing what a good, good mommy she is. That's covert narcissism. That's what's running our society right now. Uh, we have another clip, I think, Kevin. The way to help, the way to learn is when someone corrects you or when you correct yourself like Bridget does, go, she said, oh, they said, and and using the new pronoun is a way to help yourself reprogram um, is mm -hmm. instead of using a name, you're just going to keep using the same pronoun that you've been accidentally or on purpose, it sounds like been using. Um, but if you are able to make that statement again, you're working on the reprogramming. That's the best way to do it. Reprogramming. Sounds like Hillary Clinton recently, doesn't it? And let me draw your attention to this. Recall the introduction to the show. Recall Milo Grant, city councilor Milo Grant, at the beginning of the show saying, 
If you don't want to use somebody's pronoun, you can simply use their name. Ah, but you can't, though. Can you, Milo? And you knew that. Because we got Olivia here saying, no. You're using her name to avoid using her pronouns. You can't get out of it. We won't let you. Mm. And um, our final audio clip. Are a body formed this by is Lee Morgan. And I am sure the city has an anti-discrimination policy mm -hmm. with, with this. And it is discrimination mm -hmm. to not be gendering someone correctly. Yes. It is a, a federally protected thing. And I am sure <laughs> that the city would not be okay with people deciding to discriminate and disrespect people mm -hmm. yeah. on, on NPS. And maybe, you know, maybe... I guess I'll be sending out an email tonight to, to seek clarification on, on that. Really? She will be sending out an email. We're going to bring you some of that email. No. No. Your pronouns are not federally protected. Audience, don't believe any of this. It is not true. I would say that she's misguided, but I don't believe she's misguided. She is a liar. She's a conscious liar. Um, in my opinion, allegedly. It is, there is no federal requirement to use someone's bespoke pronoun. That's cockamamie bullshit. You know, during this, um, during this meeting, no, I already told you about that. Um, <laughs> you can't even, you try to not trigger these people to flip out and you try to find a way around it, like Jeff Comstock doesn't want to say they, them, so he uses her name, that's not good enough. There is no way to win. When you are dealing with a personality like this, please understand this. You will not win. This is not a fair game. There is one set of rules for your opponent and one set of rules for you, and the rule for you is that you lose. You will submit, you will comply, and you will genuflect. There is no way for you to win without submission. So you don't play the game. You refuse. You insist on calling me a woman. I feel like I've been very generous correcting. Oh, you've been quite generous with your corrections. That is true. Um, no, in fact, I'm not a woman, she says. My pronouns are they, them. Listen, you know, I, I can't believe that I'm actually sitting here. This is one of those moments. I've told you about this before. I'm having one right now as we record this. I... I'm having a moment of, I feel surreal right now. It is difficult for me to actually believe that this is happening in the real world. This is that insane. Oh. Yeah, we've gone through most of this already. Oh, no, I want to, I, I made a special note of this. Lee Morgan says, I have a right to function as part of this steering committee without having to make a choice I am going to assert that I'm not a woman or I'm going to acquiesce and be disrespected. That's another reversal. I can't function as part of this steering committee. Oh, stop it. Stop it, lady. You can function just fine. You've been the queen bee for the past three weeks. Longer, longer, actually. It's that you don't want somebody like Jeff Comstock. Anybody, you don't want anybody who doesn't buckle under you to be able to function. 
You don't want them to have access to government. That's why you're trying to argue that this is illegal and you're going to get the city to come down on them. You're not as transparent to other people, Mrs. Morgan, or you're not as opaque to other people, I should say, as you apparently are to yourself. Other people can see what you're doing. So I'm going to take you back four months again to this is important. So you've heard all of this. You've heard Lee Morgan say that she's not a woman. She's non-binary. She has a pronoun. It's, she has a set of pronouns. It's they, them. She feels disrespected. She doesn't feel honored. She doesn't feel that she can function as part of the steering committee. This is a surprising point of view, considering what Lee Morgan said in person, face to face, four months ago to disaffected producer Kevin Hurley outside the bagel shop after the, um, I believe it was a bagel and coffee morning meeting with the mayor. I will tell you, I will give you the quote. <clears throat> Mrs. Morgan said, I couldn't care less if either of you used my pronouns. My self-worth is not tied to what others think of me. Well, would that that were the case, but it is not. You recall that Lee said she was going to have to resign. Well, she did in fact send a resignation email later. No, not later that evening, the next morning. She was up until timestamp 1.36 a.m. sending the following email. We'll just, we'll show you just want to get, I want you to get a sense of scale. So we're going to show you some pictures of the email. Went to everyone on the city council with some other, uh, with some CCs, some courtesy copies. Uh, next page, Kevin, please. Yep, it continues. This letter went on for seven pages. We're not obviously going to subject you to seven pages, but we do have some best of. Let's sample that. Quote, I am writing to inform you that this evening I resigned from the steering committee of wards four and seven neighborhood planning associations due to experiencing discrimination and transphobia for the past year. In addition to witnessing several instances of discrimination against BIPOC folks, some of whom are included in this email, I believe the problems of the wards four and seven NPAs can only be solved by council intervention. So she wants to commandeer the state, using that in the broadly applicable sense of the term. I understand it's a city, but she wants to use state legal powers to serve her and to silence her adversaries. Next quote. I stayed on because I love my community and our treasured BIPOC community members, and I felt like I was abandoning both them and the possibility of change if I resigned. My time on the steering committee has been marred by continued transphobia, intimidation, othering, and for lack of a better term, shunning. Really. The whole time. Nothing but shunning, nothing but transphobia, nothing but intimidation. What intimidation? Use your words. Next quote. While it is ultimately their story to tell, Councilors Jeng and Grant have been treated abhorrently by the steering committee as a whole, and in particular by Jeff Comstock. Now, I don't know Jeff Comstock personally. 
But from what I've seen of him, he strikes me as a collegial, professional, and mild-mannered gentleman. Unless there's something that has not been revealed to me, I don't believe that. I don't believe a word of it. Next quote. I have had many conversations with neighbors about the Neighborhood Planning Association that are disturbing at best. I have heard from multiple BIPOC and LGBTQIA plus neighbors that they feel unsafe in the meetings. I have heard from people who have previously served on the steering committee who resigned, citing conflict with Mr. Comstock going back years. I was warned by no less than five people when I joined the committee Quote, if you cross Jeff Comstock, he will seek to destroy your life. End quote. That's appalling. That is absolutely appalling. Projection and reversal. That is the cluster B mind. Seek to destroy your life. That's what you're doing, Mrs. Morgan. Next quote. For my entire time on the steering committee, over one year, Mr. Comstock has both misgendered me repeatedly and overtly, as well as refused to use my pronouns, they, them. I have felt extremely uncomfortable at his frequent insistence on <laughs> calling me a woman, despite me correcting every instance of misgendering. <laughs> 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 I know you're watching, Lee. Can you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? Have you ever sat down and taken a listen to yourself on tape? Because this is stupid. <laughs> Drama llama. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, and by the way, that crying she did earlier. You don't have to see it to hear that it's fake crying. There weren't any tears there. This is tactical, not genuine emotion. Next quote. I had never considered resigning from the steering committee before tonight as I sat and listened to people discussing whether or not I deserve the same rights as everyone else in the room. I absolutely do. It occurred to me that by staying on the steering committee, I am contributing to the proliferation of a body that is regarded by many in the neighborhood to be racist, transphobic, xenophobic, and harmful. Get Get a thesaurus. Find a synonym for harm and harmful. Anything. Anything will do. Anything. Just ex please expand your vocabulary. <laughs> oh. Do we have any more from this? I made a note to myself here to share something with you, audience. You know... She's not, as I'm sure is obvious, she's not asking for the same rights as everybody else because she already has the same rights as everybody else. She's asking for special privileges. She's asking for the privilege of forcing her colleagues to sit in front of her and pretend that she is not the very obvious woman that she clearly is. You, Mrs. Morgan, you are the abuser. We'll give you the sign off from her email. 
Thank you for thanks for taking time to read this with appreciation, Lee Morrigan. They them in parens. All right. We're going to take a break here. Uh, but before we do, um, I have to eat a little crow from last week. Um, we got it wrong about the parent who was parading himself around naked with the blue hair in his living room in front of his children. Um, I thought it was a woman. It was not a woman. It is, in fact, a post-op transsexual or what we are uh, meant to call a trans woman. So whoopsie doodle. It's a confusing time, folks. Um, we're going to take a break. Come back and see us on the other side. Can't get enough of our love, baby? That's because you're not subscribed. Move that thumb over to the great big old subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. We put out audio-only exclusive content that you won't get on any other video platform, so make sure you subscribe today. Looking for a non-woke place to put your money where your mouth is? Put it where my mouth is. Disaffected supporters get access to our private Discord chat server, backstage episode recording sessions, surprise guests, and more, and all it takes is $10 a month. You've got two options. Either Substack, visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com or go over to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Remember, choose the $10 level or higher for Discord access. Welcome back. Little announcement first before we continue the story. Next week after Thanksgiving here in America, there will be no new episode of Disaffected. We're giving ourselves uh, a day off for the holidays. So we'll be sorry not to see you, but um, I wish you all a very, very happy and lovely feast. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't wish all of you that. Let me do it correctly. I wish that for those who celebrate. There. <clears throat> now. As I told you, I don't know Jeff Comstock. I don't believe that I've met him personally. Kevin does know him. Um, and Kevin inter interviewed Jeff in writing uh, to get some reaction to these events that we could share on the show. And I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. Can I stop saying share, please? I need to stop that. <laughs> Going to, I could do it British style. You know, we can reveal. <laughs> Um, here's some of that exchange. So Kevin asked Jeff Comstock, can you tell me why you declined to use the pronouns that she, Lee Morgan, wishes you to use? Here's Jeff's answer. Identity politics is divisive. It does not foster a sense of us, which our nation and communities, large and small, desperately need. It does exactly the opposite. For me, anything beyond love your neighbor, and that means everybody, is about special treatment, not equal treatment. And yes, not was all in caps. All the equity and inclusion mandates or policies profess the intention of fair and equal treatment, but they actually accomplish the opposite. They foster division. Another quote from uh, Jeff Comstock in, in uh, conversation with Kevin. As for the pronoun question, my approach is to call people by their first name rather than the they, them. 
approach. I am not going to accept the misappropriation and redefinition of the language to serve the purpose of identity politics. Well, thank you, Jeff. It's not easy. For anyone who's in a position like Jeff Comstock here, trying to participate in government, even in the voluntary sense of being part of a neighborhood planning group, it is difficult to say these things. It's not impossible. It's not, you know, oh my, my goodness, um, I'm going to die if I say this. But there is extreme social pressure against drawing this boundary. What Jeff is doing in this instance is drawing a boundary. He is refusing to be bamboozled. He's refusing to be gaslit. He is refusing to be told what to do by people who have no moral or legal right to tell him what to do. Jeff is acting like a normal grown-up. This is normal. Not provocative, not rude, not discriminatory. Normal. There's very, very little normal left in Burlington. It's very good to see it. So, Jeff, you're appreciated. Now, let's fast forward up to October 17th. It was at that time that a committee of the city council, so we have the city council up here and then many, many subcommittees beneath it, a subcommittee called the Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging Committee, or REIB, took up... Um, Lee Morgan's resignation uh, and had a discussion about it. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain to you who you're going to hear. Um, all right, so the first uh, the first person you're going to hear actually is our own Christopher Aaron Felker, um, my friend, Kevin's friend, chairman of the Burlington Republican Party. And here is a clip from that meeting. We kind of all tap danced around couple of issues and we know that the the origin of this we know what the origin of this meeting is about and what brought it upon we saw the emails we heard the recordings and and we know that this comes down to or at least part of it in part comes down to a, a clash between two individuals on um, the use of preferred pronouns and but there are issues at play here that um, are more important than any single one of us in this room. Um, the First Amendment uh, guarantees freedom of speech, religion, press, petition, and assembly. Specifically, the free exercise clause of the freedom of religion allows everyone in our society, citizen, non-citizen, the right to fully engage and interact and have full access to society um, regardless of whether their beliefs are celebrated or not by others. Now, it is well known that there are uh, there are people of the Jewish faith, Christian faith, Islamic faith, even atheists that still believe that, um, that sex is binary. And these people, uh, whether you agree with them or not, is, is up to you. Uh, but these people believe that, and they have every right to participate in society fully uh, without having their speech compelled by an authoritarian state um, and without having <clears throat> unconstitutional conditions imposed upon them in order to participate fully in society. I have questions on when it comes to decorum. If 
universal bylaws dictate or mandate that preferred pronouns in this instance are mandatory or necessity or part of the decorum process, that in itself is an unconstitutional condition. And I can I consider that um, troublesome and problematic if if steering committee members decide to um, to try to scold or influence or pressure community members into, um, again, violating by um, unconstitutional conditions. Uh, this is a really tough spot. You know, the First Amendment, it's, it's not just to not just meant to protect a citizen's right to free speech, but also to protect citizens from not being forced to say something that they don't want to say or that they don't believe to be true. So I, I advise you to exercise true caution and, and I trust your judgment. You're all intelligent people, you're kind hearted. And I've talked to you, worked with many of you before. Exercise extreme caution and prudence when making these choices and moving forward. These issues, as I said, they are much larger than any one of us. Um, and I don't want our city opened up to multiple lawsuits because we decided to take reckless action. Christopher has laid out the stakes here. He's reminded the city government of their obligations under the United States Constitution. He's reminded them of what powers they do not have. They do not have the power to override the First Amendment. Compelled speech, forcing someone to say something that they don't wish to say or that they don't believe is true, is also a First Amendment violation. First Amendment violations don't only mean you've taken away my ability or my right to speak. They also work in the opposite direction. You can't make me say something. The government can't make anyone say anything. So. Remember this, tuck this in your mind. The city government has been expertly reminded by Christopher of their obligations and the possible consequences if they fail to fulfill those obligations. Now let's have a response from city councilor Milo Grant. I just wanted to say uh, a couple of things. Um, to do nothing is really the easiest thing. We are also dealing with an individual that has displayed bigotry to different types of people that don't identify as as he does. Um, at an NPA that multiple times has been, um, it has been brought to their attention that they are not welcoming. And I think, I agree that that everyone should be able to participate fully in society but if you are going to do certain things, like be a member of a public body, and part of your duties is to um, seek as many participants as possible, uh, especially in our city, which it doesn't look like the rest of the Vermont, you know, Burlington and Winooski have been uh, diversifying very quickly. There are certain compromises that people need to make in certain positions. Now, if someone doesn't want to use preferred pronouns 
that's okay. They can do other things. For example, they can use a person's name. But to specifically use the wrong pronouns to hurt someone, that's different. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about that type of attack uh, to per specifically, you know, language that was used toward me um, and, and behavior that was used toward me uh, as a black woman. Uh, we're, we're talking something different. We're talking something that is malicious and hurtful. Uh, so it, it, it crosses another another level. It's one thing if you want to be true to yourself. It's another thing if you are purposefully inflicting pain on people because you don't want them in your space. You don't want them to participate. Um, so I just want to be very clear about what we're actually um, talking about here because it's not just a, a freedom of, of, of speech thing that has Yes, let's be clear about what we're talking about here, Ms. Grant, because you're talking absolute cobblers, malicious, specifically to hurt someone, bigotry. Stop it. You're being a hysteric. That is a hysterical claim. You don't even believe you. You don't, because you know it's nonsense. Jeff Comstock tried to take the middle path. He tried to avoid using pronouns at all with Lee Morgan by just saying Lee. Um, yes, yes, there are times when he said she or her. He's allowed to do that. Whether he characterizes that as him slipping or not is his business, but that is not a violation. It's not a violation of the law, and I don't care that it's 2023 and that everybody thinks that they have to bow down to narcissistic women like we're seeing tonight. They don't. That is not against social rules. Recognizing sex linguistically is not rude. We're not having this anymore. There's going to be a fight. I know this is going to keep going. But I have this to say to you, Milo Grant, Lee Morgan, Olivia Taylor, the rest of you. You don't get this. You're not going to win. You do not win this. No. No. And we're not going to stop, no matter what you do. Um, and I think we have, uh, from that same meeting, I think we have a clip of Lee Morrigan uh, to finish that up. <laughs> Lee Morgan. Hey them. Um, so one thing I, I want to correct, uh, just just so so counselors and city employees know, the term preferred pronouns uh, is offensive. Uh, it weaken it weakens um, the acknowledgement that people are who they say they are. My pronouns are they them. I am non-binary. That is not preferred. It is a reality. So I just want to be very clear about that. I also want to be very clear that I know I belong in Burlington. I didn't belong in my last community. Maybe that would be different for trans people up there someday. I belong in Burlington. 
I moved to Burlington because I came here for a job interview. And by the time I parked my car and walked to the Howard Center for the first time in my life, I felt safe as a trans person. And I decided then, if I get this job, I'm moving here. And now I am here. And this feels like a very full circle moment for me because other people are telling me I belong here. You have told me on many occasions I belong here, as has Councilor Grant, Councilor Travers, Director Pine, Director Carson. I know I I, I belong here. And, And other people have made me feel that way too. And I'm just so glad that to see a lot of people working to make it safe for anybody who wishes to serve the city. Because I think what we have found out is it's not currently, but I think we're gonna get there. And I think we're gonna get there in really short order. And I'm just, I feel so privileged. As uncomfortable as it's been and unexpected, I'm so privileged to have been a part of that process that uh, this will hopefully never ever happen again. So thanks folks. Oh, it's gonna happen again and again and again and again striding up there in your junior undertaker suit. (laughs) The fake crying again. (laughs) I belong here. I belong here. I belong here. Keep saying it again, Dorothy, and again and again until you believe it. It's your sense of self-esteem and stability that needs to be worked on, not anyone else's. So, where are we now? (laughs) Well, the city council, the whole city council, not just the committee, did indeed pass a resolution. They they love their resolutions. I mean, resolutions are easy, right? Anybody can pass them. They called on neighborhood planning associations to adopt bylaws that require those associations to abide by city non-discrimination ordinances. And this resolution is vague and and ambiguous. It calls for follow-up action. They they want these neighborhood planning, planning associations, all of them, to adopt bylaws saying, we will require everybody to say the gender or they don't come to the meeting. So did we? Yeah. All right. It's on your screen. So you say I'm not going to read you the whole thing because uh, it's just full of wherefores and there as and all that bullshit. We'll give you a few. Give you a taste. Quote, a non-discrimination statement is what they want, providing that each neighborhood planning association will promote and to sustain an open and accessible environment, it looks like I I mistranslated a little here, and shall not harass or discriminate against any individual because of gender, gender identity, or expression, sex, sexual orientation, race, color, religion, national origin, ancestry, place of birth, pregnancy, age, disability, or any other characteristic protected by law. Didn't you forget hair length, hem length, uh, boxers or briefs. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure there are other protected characteristics that, you know, that really should be in there if you were about including everybody, Burlington. I don't feel very seen by this. Next quote. Be it further resolved that the city attorney's office and any other designees of the mayor shall support 
each neighborhood planning association in developing and implementing new bylaws and procedures consistent with this resolution. Uh, support. Support. Yeah. Will you? This is an attempt to force these voluntary associations to obey the city government's pronoun diktats. But it's nice language, right? It's supportive. No, it's going to support you. Going to hold you up. We got you, sis, fam. And oh, yes, yes, they do have an enforcement mechanism. Quote, be it further resolved that on or by January 31st, 2024, or as soon as practicable thereafter, the Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging Office and any other designees of the mayor shall establish a dispute resolution process by which a city-designated mediator will work to resolve any complaint filed by an NPA member alleging a violation of their NPA's bylaws and meeting procedures. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do we got here? This is, we've got you some video from the city council meeting at which this resolution was mooted and then passed. The first one here is, again, Christopher Aaron Felker. Good evening. I'm here to talk about the resolution titled Maintaining open and accessible NPAs. Like many things that government passes, bills, resolutions, and laws, the title of it is often misleading, and the actual in application, the result tends to be the opposite. Um, let us be clear, this is a resolution on maintaining open and accessible NPAs and inclusivity, but it, it failed to actually include the NPAs in the discussion of this. Furthermore, let's discuss the First Amendment. The First Amendment guarantees the freedom of speech, religion, press, petition, and assembly. The freedom of speech includes one's ability to speak their mind, but most importantly, it includes their right to refuse to say things they don't believe to be true or things they know to be lies. The state cannot compel speech. This has been upheld multiple times by the Supreme Court, including in recent decisions. Compelled speech is a fundamental violation of free speech and any governmental clause or restrictions that require an individual to relinquish their rights in order to access governmental <clears throat> programs or privileges is a violation of the com um, compelled conditions, sorry, unconstitutional conditions doctrine. The First Amendment is not just meant to protect a citizen's right concerning free speech, but also to that citizens should never be forced to say things that they disagree with. The Supreme Court has never upheld any law which compels actual an individual to speak something that they sh don't believe to be true. It's silence. You can't hear this, but he's being heckled vocally. Can I reclaim 15 seconds of that? No. No. No, I'm sorry. And we're all given two minutes. Our next speaker is... That voice you're hearing? No, I'm sorry. We're all given two minutes. That's Karen Paul, City Council President. 
Shame on you, madam. Shame on you. It's going to be a reckoning. This shit is not going to go on forever. I may be the loudmouth. I may be the burr in your saddle, Karen. But people are getting fucking pissed. Not just me. I'm hearing it. You're going to hear it too. I think our next clip is Lee Morgan. My name is Lee Morgan. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm a <laughs> resident of Ward 7. I'm also an incredibly proud queer and trans person. I'm here to speak in support of the resolution uh, to make NPAs safe and accessible for all. I'm also here to thank each and every one of you so much for, for really being there for me. Um, as you all know, I went through something very challenging a couple weeks ago, and I've just never been more proud to be a Burlingtonian because I, I reached out for help, and I think my first reply from you folks was five hours later. And within six hours, I had three replies. Within eight hours, I had eight replies. And in a few days, I'd heard from pretty much everybody. And the resounding message I got is that I belong here, my community belongs here, and you all are willing to do the work to make sure that we all know that. Um, you know, I think we, we found there some gaps in some policies, and, and, and they're being closed. And while this has been an incredibly, incredibly challenging period for me, I feel very privileged to have been part of the process that will hopefully ensure that oneness will never happen to someone else again. But if it does, there's recourse and we'll be a better community for it. So I just thank, thank you so much and also to the administration for your support. I just, just so incredibly grateful. I think this would have been a very different story for me if it hadn't been for all of your support. Um, so thank you. Speaks for itself, doesn't it? Finally, we've got uh, City Councilman Ben Travers, and I will remind you, those of you who uh, have been with us as, as viewers for a while, um, Ben Travers, um, you will recall, was also featured in our long episode on the City Council when they passed the resolution against us here on this uh, in Burlington. Uh, we gender apostates, if you will. Um, and he actually admitted, it's right there on camera, everybody can see it, he admitted that the city doesn't have a right to stop um, stickering on content grounds. He admitted that he knew, he knows, and does, he knows that it's a First Amendment violation for them to do it. They've gone ahead anyway, and they've targeted Bill Ochen, our friend, um, with civil violations totaling $1,200 that he's now fighting in court called uh, defacement of property. These people are just liars, okay? They are, and they're not just making it up as they go along. They're not just forgetting what they said the day before and saying whatever. I mean, there's some of that, that, that liars always do that. This is deliberate and conscious lying, okay? That's, that's what you're getting here. So uh, let's listen to Mr. Travers. I understand it's a late hour and we've had a number of important issues on the agenda, but um, this is an important issue as well. Um, first of all, before we go any further, I know that we still have Lee Morgan here. And Lee, I want to take an opportunity to 
acknowledge how brave it has been of you to uh, come forward after this moment, to continue to come forward to the City Council. Um, and, and thank you very much for bringing that issue forward. I, I know that that's no easy feat, and I, I really view you as an inspiration on this issue for yourself as well as other trans people in our community. Um, I, I do want to take an opportunity to address some um, of uh, the uh, feedback that we've received with respect to the resolution. One I just want to deal with briefly out of hand, uh, which is that unfortunately um, there have been uh, anti-trans uh, publications and individuals out there uh, attempting to mischaracterize uh, this resolution and what it's attempting to accomplish. Um, taking statements of folks on this council out of context um, and um, creating a situation where uh, I, I can hardly begin to imagine um, if I was uh, a more vocal uh, trans non-binary advocate in this community um, how uh, unsafe I would potentially feel, uh, how uncomfortable I would potentially feel um, with, with some of these advocates engaging in that uh, kind of behavior. Um, the most recent critique uh, with respect to the resolution before us is uh, cloaked in arguments under the First Amendment with respect to freedom of speech, but I, I do want to just clarify for the public, there's nothing in this resolution that calls out First Amendment considerations. There's nothing in this resolution that is compelling any, any individuals to engage um, in any type of speech. Um, it is asking our NPAs to consider very simple standard clauses that you see in multiple public entities, multiple public employers, multiple private employers um, across the board, which are standard clauses like a non-discrimination statement. And so I think it's really sort of a false argument to try to attack uh, what we're trying to do here under uh, First Amendment principles. Okay, here's an example of how Ben Travers is consciously lying. Uh, he says that Christopher Aaron's concerns about constitutionality and compelled speech are cloaked. It's cloaked in that, but it's really bigotry and hate. Nonsense. Um, this is what Travers is doing. Uh, he knows that the exact, literal, and specific verbiage of this resolution does not explicitly and didactically say Every participant must speak the pronoun of the person at their request. He's so technically right on that, but it's plausible deniability because that is exactly the purpose of this, and that is what is going to happen. And as soon as somebody refuses to do so, they're going to be brought up under the city's um, non-discrimination bylaws. So he, he knows this. He is lying to you. Um, you know, he re—no, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, one other quick point. This is also a religious freedom issue. First Amendment issues are First Amendment issues, but they're, they also intersect with religious freedom issues. I don't care what you think about religion. I don't care what religion you belong to or which one you do not belong to or any at all. Jews, Christians, Muslims, and many other religions, along with many atheists, do not believe in the existence of they, them, or trans, or any of the rest of this gender faith or any of its dogma. And they don't believe it because it's not true. These are, they don't believe in, they recognize objective reality. You're gonna tell the Jews, the Muslims, and the Christians what they have to say in violation of their faith as well? Try it, go for it. All right, 
So this past week, bringing you up to date, this past week in November, there was an all wards, the uh, different neighborhoods in the city, an all wards meeting at City Hall. And then the next day, Ward 5 had a neighborhood planning association meeting and they put forward a resolution affirming what they call the norms of civility. And we have that resolution. It calls on all meeting members to use the pronouns of all participants. Um, it labels it discriminatory speech if people refuse to do so. And it says that, well, let's let's take a look at it. So you're seeing it on your screen um, in all its ugly glory. And I'll pull out the relevant bits for you. Quote, <clears throat> now, therefore, be it resolved that the Neighborhood Planning Associations affirm that all gender identities and expressions are fully and equally welcome at NPA-sponsored events as part of the fundamental commitment of the NPAs to creating an inclusive and welcoming space for all members of the Burlington community. You will give me a gold star for not pronouncing community the way I wanted to. Next quote. Be it further resolved that the NPAs unequivocally reject transphobic speech and acts at NPA-sponsored events as inconsistent with such a norm of respect for gender identity and expression, and therefore incompatible with the mission of the NPAs, be it further resolved that all participants in NPA-sponsored events are called upon to respect the gender identity, including stated pronouns of all other participants. And finally, here's the stinger in the tail. Quote, be it further resolved that in keeping with Burlington's commitment to restorative practices, if such a failure is ongoing and intentional, the NPAs will seek assistance from the Community Justice Center to address the harm and ensure that it does not continue. Oh, really? You're going to call the Community Justice Center? You're going to do that when I show up at one of your NPA meetings soon because I'm not going to respect any pronouns or any of this fairy dust bullshit. What will you do? <laughs> You're going to call the Community Justice Center? You're going to call them on me? They're not my principal's office. They're not my mother or my father. I'm not afraid of them. Do you think you're going to ticket me? <laughs> Bar me from attending? <laughs> no. That, audience, is where the story stops for now. This is a slow motion, bureaucratic, cultural revolution and a legal revolution. It revolves around one woman's disturbed character. But it requires an entire theatrical supporting cast. All the people who silently allow these antics, include, and of course the people who further them as well. The council presidents who allow this behavior, Karen Paul, with not a peep of objection, but who allow citizens with contrary opinions to be silenced or socially abused. And all the nice go along to get along people in the majority around here, they bear just as much responsibility for this nonsense as Lee Morrigan herself does. In fact, they bear more responsibility. Mm. 
Lee Morgan. She's just the main character in this play, but we've seen people like her before. But we're talking about her. She's not feeling any of the feelings that she claims to feel during any of these histrionic performances. She's not scared. She's not sad. She's not actually crying. She is a stone cold liar and she knows what she's doing. She's gone from I'm a they them to I'm non-binary to I'm trans to I'm a mister. Yes, indeed. When Christopher Aaron Felker addressed her at a bagel and coffee meeting with the mayor, she attacked Christopher and claimed that he was posting an article on his Facebook page that was, quote, calling for my death. And she also corrected him and said that she is Mr. Morrigan. You know, I, I, I wonder if any of her friends have ever wondered if her claimed emotions didn't seem authentic. I wonder if she's ever given them the impression that she's acting out false feelings and that she's not as scared or afraid or as wounded or intimidated as she claims to be. And again, I can't know for certain and I can't actually diagnose Mrs. Lee Morrigan or anyone, but I can say that she is behaving exactly how I would expect a narcissistic sociopath to behave. She's not wounded. She is wicked. Good night.